Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the bottom of the playlist as well as the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for coming back to the Field Filler Podcast. I know, I know. It has been quite a wait for me to come back and post a new episode. I understand that. I do have some okay excuses. Well, not really good excuses, but I think they will meet some people's criteria on a good excuse to not post a video every single week. And that is simply that I was moving and I had no access to my computer, my microphone, or my systems. None of that stuff was hooked up until a couple days ago. And so that is my excuse. I'm going to stick with it. Also, I was being a fat ass and ate a bunch of food for Thanksgiving. So I want to apologize to the people who were waiting here this whole time like, oh my gosh, Vanilla Wafers is going to be posting videos in the offseason. I can't wait. And then I left you guys on limp dick for about three weeks. But that's okay. That's okay. I'm back. And we're going to try our best to do this as a weekly podcast. We'll see what happens here in the future. I mean, I know Christmas is coming up and I'm going to be drunk off my ass on New Year's because thank God 2020 is going to be over. But until then, we have actually had quite a bit of news in the racing world in the last month. So we got a lot to cover on, quite a few bit of news regarding drivers, tracks, schedules, just a lot of things. So let's get into it. This is this month's news in the racing world. Ah, yes. Let's see what has happened since Chase Elliott got his first championship victory in the Cup Series. Well, let's go back to November 12th of this year and talking about Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Turns out they have gotten an extension on their sponsorship agreement with the Speedway to keep NASCAR races for two times a year through 20. 31. Um, they are scaling back their annual sponsorship amount that had been $2.5 million a year. And under new terms, the sponsorship will reduce to $750,000 in the 2021 fiscal year, then $1.6 million in 2022, and then $1.75 million in the next coming years. This is that bit of news where you're kind of shocked, but at the same time, not too really, because we just lost Chicagoland and Kentucky Speedway to the 2021 schedule, and then they said they were going to have a year-by-year extension for every single racetrack, except for Las Vegas. They get to keep a NASCAR race till 2031. Kind of a little weird right there, but at the same time, I understand why they're keeping two races at Las Vegas. First and foremost, Las Vegas has been a very popular market in the racing world. You don't get too many races out on the West Coast, and then what better track to put it at than Las Vegas Motor Speedway, where it's basically a tourist attraction. Everyone loves to go there to begin with to gamble their life away. Might as well go to the racetrack too and watch some NASCAR races while you're losing 50 grand at the casinos. Second, Las Vegas has surprisingly put on some pretty entertaining races, including the new race in the playoffs. I mean, we had Martin Trex Jr. win there last year. It was a really good entertaining race. I was there to watch that one. And then also in the 2020 race, it was a lot of pit strategy and Kurt Busch out of all people was the one who got the victory at that racetrack. I mean, it has put on some really good races. So it has deserved a spot on the schedule for sure. Two places on the schedule. Hmm, That's a little bit up for debate, but you know what? Let's just keep Las Vegas on there for two races a year and let's see how they do all the way to 2031. Expect to see Las Vegas on the schedule for a long time coming. 
the Gen 7 car has been back out on testing and it happened earlier in November on the 16th where Kurt Busch and Martin Trex Jr. got to test the next gen car at both the Roval at Charlotte as well as the Oval. They said that the car runs really, really well when it comes to the road course. However, on ovals, it still needs a little bit more of fine tuning. That's a little bit of worrisome, but you know, we still got a bunch of time before they actually reveal this car out to the public and we're going to actually have some races go down because my goodness, we do need the oval package to get a little bit better at mile and a half. I mean, we've seen it with the Gen 6 car. It is very hard to pass on there and feels more of like a follow the leader kind of sense. And we really don't want that anymore here going into the new decade of NASCAR. NASCAR has seen its lower viewership and it's not Formula One. As much as people are just like, well, at least they're getting close to Formula One. That's not how NASCAR works. I don't care what anyone says. It needs to be its own thing. And what did we love when it came to NASCAR? Passing action-packed throughout the entire race. That is why it's usually 400 to 500 miles long. So hopefully they can get that fixed. I mean, thank goodness, in a sense, that they're saving it for another year. I know at first we were like, damn it, why? We wanted to see this so badly. But at the same time... Let's hope that they get a car put together. We need a good car starting 2022 at all the racetracks. Road courses, short tracks, mile and a half, all those tracks need to provide a good race car. This bit of news kind of surprised me. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek, running for Rookie of the Year for the 2020 season, he actually did really, really well. And, of course, he did not beat Cole Custer, Tyler Reddick, and Christopher Bell, three out of the four horsemen that have been in the Xfinity Series for the last couple of years. But he still did really good with the number 38 team. Turns out that he is not returning to Front Row Motorsports. Instead, he's going to go back down to the Truck Series to run full-time for Kyle Busch Motorsports. I did not really see this one coming. I thought John Hunter Nemechek did an excellent job up there in the top series, but now he's going to go back down to the truck series. A little bit of a head-scratcher, but I think I know what he's trying to do. I think he wants to do his best to get in some top equipment, and he wants to go for victories. And with that, he has to take a step back right now. And I mean, Kyle Busch Motorsports is the top truck team right now down there in the truck series. So it makes a lot of sense for him to start down there. He's done really good in the truck series. That's where he got started. Really did a few races in the Xfinity series, but not too much per se, as much as he did in the Camping World Series. So it's going to be interesting to see. Keep an eye on John Hunter Nemechek in the lower series. He's going to be one of the top candidates in the Truck Series to win the championship in 2021. And I don't think he's going to stay away from the Cup Series for that long. He's just doing another rebuild. And he's going to be with top teams here in the next coming years. A semi-new team is going to be coming up full-time in the 2021 season. The reason why I say semi-new is because they ran a part-time basis in the 2020 season. I'm talking about BJ McLeod's team. He ran the number 78 car for about 15 races, was mostly a field filler. He gave Timmy Hill and Quinn Hoff a run for their money for the 37th spot. However, it looks like for the 2021 season, him... Matt Tiff, as well as Joe Flock, have formed an alliance for the 2021 season, and they have formed Live 
Fast Motorsports. They will compete on a full-time basis in the number 78 Ford for 2021 and beyond with BJ McLeod piloting the number 78 machine under the charter that they were able to attain. Now, this sounds like everything to do with another field filler out there. However, this is kind of interesting because Live Fast Motorsports has entered a strategic partnership with Stuart Haas Racing to assist the team in competition and navigating the difficulties of developing a successful NASCAR team. That is what Jayski reported on November 20th of this year. So this is kind of interesting because looks like they're taking in the spot that Go Fast Racing was. If you don't know who Go Fast Racing is, that's the number 32 team that Corey LaJoy ran. Mostly the Trump 2020 car that gained so much controversy. Yada, yada, yada. Moving on on that. Well, the number 32 team is moving on to a part-time basis. They're only going to be running about five to six races next year. So someone needed to take in kind of like that partnership alliance with Stuart Haas Racing. Well, here comes in number 78. Some of the same people who are running with Go Fast Racing as well as Front Row Motorsports now getting together. This could be pretty interesting. I don't expect them to be a top 20 caliber team. I'm thinking more of like between 23rd and 28th right around there. That's where I see the number 78 team, but I'm hoping the best for them. It's always great to see a new team come into the top series. Let's see how BJ McLeod's team and Live Fast Motorsports does for the 2021 season. So the Cup Series has had some pretty interesting add-ons for the 2021 season as far as their schedule goes. So has the Truck Series. They have dropped Eldora Raceway, which is kind of a big head-scratcher onto why they would do that. But don't worry, they've added on two tracks to replace it. I'm talking about the Bristol Motor Speedway Dirt Track as well as Knox Ville Raceway. If you don't know what Knoxville Raceway is, I've been to that racetrack. It is a super fast dirt track, probably the Daytona of dirt tracks. And that is where the Truck Series is going to be running on July 9th. Some big news announced there, and some other tracks that are going to be coming onto the schedule is Circuit of the Americas, Nashville Super Speedway, Watkins Glen is going to see the Truck Series back on over there, and then everything else is going to be mostly staying the same. But still, that is pretty damn interesting to see some of these tracks get added on to the Truck Series schedule. I'm really excited to see how Knoxville Raceway uh, looks because this is basically the dirt at Eldora. And I really think what happened here, this is a bit of a conspiracy theory more than anything, but I think NASCAR is a little salty with Tony Stewart because he started his own racing series with a bunch of NASCAR and IndyCar legends. So they thought to themselves, oh, punish Tony Stewart. Never go back to Eldora. Cancel the race. Cancel. I, I feel like that is what happened there. But I could be wrong. Maybe they were trying to explore other dirt tracks. Either way, this is going to be pretty exciting. Let's see how the truck series goes for 2021. So when, oh, when is Colic Racing going to be running full-time in the Cup Series? Well, it looks like it's going to be 2022 as they have announced their limited schedule for the 2021 season as well as their move to Cup in full in 2022. Looks like they're going to be running the Super Speedway races as well as the road course races next season with the goal of going full-time in 2022 with the debut of the next-gen car. I really like this idea, and I really like Colic Racing. They have been an excellent team in the Bush Series. Started out as kind of like Jeremy Clement's kind of setup, where they were just a single-car team, just struggling, trying to make it through. And now look at them, 
three full-time car, or excuse me, two full-time cars, one part-time car, all of them running very competitively week in and week out, and now they're going to take their chances in the top series. Who's going to be running those super speedway races and those road course races? I think it's going to be split up between Justin Haley and A.J. Allmendinger. A.J. Allmendinger just announced that he's running full-time with College Racing in the 2021 season in the Xfinity Series. So there's a lot going on with that team. But yes, we might get another team added on to the Cup Series here in the next coming years. Welcome aboard, College Racing. I hope you kick ass in the Top Series as you did in the Xfinity. Now let's do a quick step away from NASCAR and let's go into IndyCar. Now don't get mad at me. Don't get mad because this involves around Jimmy Johnson. You know, Jimmy Johnson, NASCAR guy, seven-time championship. Ha! Don't don't think we're going to IndyCar. But Jimmy Johnson's number 48 car that he's going to be running with Chip Ganassi in all of the road course races, the 13 events, that was going to be all Jimmy Johnson. However, there was four oval tracks that Jimmy Johnson was not going to run. So everyone was wondering, are they just going to be a part-time team? Are they going to find someone to take over that spot? Well, they have, and they have picked up none other than Tony Kanaan, one of IndyCar racing legends who has won the Indianapolis 500, who has been one of the most competitive guys in the 2000s and 2010s. He is going to be running with Jimmy Johnson in that number 48 machine. I say that's a good mix to have, and hopefully this team does well in the owner points if IndyCar does do that, and hopefully this team runs competitive. I don't know how Jimmy Johnson's going to do. I think he's going to be a mid-pack racing guy, but to have Tony Kanaan in there for the ovals, I think he can get some top 10s for that number 48 machine. But it looks like Chip Ganassi's number 48 car is set to go for the 2021 season. And now let's talk about Corey LaJoy. There's been a lot of speculations involving the driver of the number 32 car of the 2020 season. Where was he going to go? He gave a piece of paper to Rick Henrik to say, hey, uh, I want to drive that number 48 car. Well, everyone said it was a long shot. Yes, it was a long shot because he decided to go with Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson instead to be the other people for the Rick Henrik team. So then we thought, well, maybe he's going to go to the number 43 car. Someone's going to take up that spot. And I think Corey LaJoy would do all right in that spot. Nope, nope, Eric Jones was going to take that spot. Well, damn, where's he going to go? Then he talked about going to the Xfinity series for this next coming year and going to wait until 2022 to come back into the Cup series, where I thought, uh, I don't like that idea. You might end up like Justin Allgaier, and let's be honest here, Corey LaJoy is a really good driver that I think should stay in the Cup Series. I think he does really, really well up there with the equipment that he's had. But now they have finally found where Corey LaJoy is going to be going. He's going to be driving the number seven car of Spire Motorsports. Yes, it was announced yesterday that Spire Motorsports was going to have Corey LaJoy drive the number seven Chevrolet Camaro ZL1 1LE. Good gosh, Camaro. Make your names more simpler. For Spire Motorsports, and it doesn't look like it's going to be a one-off year. It's going to be a multi-year agreement to drive this number seven machine. How is Corey LaJoy going to do in this car? I'm just hoping he does a little bit better than he did in the number 32 car. Now, don't get me wrong. He actually did really well. I think he did even better than Matt DiBandetto did in that number 32 machine. However, I still want to see Corey LaJoy run more around the top 20 more than anything. 
Is he going to be making the playoffs with Spire Motorsports? Uh, probably not. I mean, yeah, they do got a victory in the Cup Series, but it was a rain-shortened race at Daytona, and it was because they didn't pit. There was a lot of things that went into that. So I really don't think that that's going to be the reason why Corey LaJoy is going to make it into the playoffs. I think he needs to make it in on raw talent and speed. And right now, Spire Motorsports doesn't have that, which is kind of interesting because they bought all the equipment from not only Furniture Row Racing, but now Levine Family Racing. So they should be right around where those guys should be. Well, we shall find out next year. I'm hoping, I think a good year for Corey LaJoy will be a 21st in the point standings. That is far-fetched. I know that's beating people like Front Row Motorsports and probably even beating Richard Petty Motorsports, but that is probably the goal for Spire Motorsports. We shall see, but Corey LaJoy will continue his NASCAR Cup Series career this time in the number seven car for Spire Motorsports. And last bit of news to cover on for this month of November after the Championship 4 race, and that is involving Matt Kenseth, the 2003 champion. It sounds like full-time racing is no longer on the table when it comes to the 2003 champion. I feel like this is fair enough for Matt Kenseth. He has had an excellent career. However, him coming back to the not only the number 6 car, but the number 42 car kind of showed that he was on his way out. And him running around in like the 20th position is not what I love to see from Matt Kenseth. It's more of one of those things like, man, this guy was always in the top eight. Always in the top eight, except for qualifying, but that, who cares? You don't get any points from that. And now to see him like running there, just struggling every single race, it, it really hurt. And I'm not even really that much of a Matt Kenseth fan, except for 2015. And so was everyone else, unless you were a Joey Logano fan. But I think it's time for the Wisconsin native to finally hang it up. Because I don't really see him running full-time anytime soon or even a part-time schedule. I think him running the number 42 car was a really good send-off for him. So thank you for everything you have done for the Cup Series, Matt Kenseth. As it looks like this is going to be his final year, for sure full-time, maybe even part-time as well, in the NASCAR Cup Series. And that will conclude the last bit of news here in the month of November in the NASCAR racing world. Quite a bit of news, um, especially this early into the offseason. It's been pretty interesting to see what some of these teams have been able to do and where they're going to go moving forward. Now, what are we going to cover for the rest of the offseason? Now, I know... We can't keep doing once a month news or can't do week by week news. In that case, I'd only have five minute episodes for you guys. So my plan is still to do some field filler episodes. And what I mean by that is I want to look at some teams who have been either on a rise and fall or they stayed as field fillers, including this year, who was the worst field filler out of the season. And we have some good candidates. Don't get me wrong. We got people like J.J. Yaley, Timmy Hill, Joey Gase, B.J. McLeod, Quinn Hoff. These are some good contenders, but there can only be one ultimate field filler. Who is that going to be? Well, find out for the next episode. Make sure to tune in here within the next week. We should have an episode ready for you guys. But above all, thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast. <laughs>